Hello and welcome to episode four of Decoding Depths. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, Colin. Hello. And just as a tiny reminder, in case you've forgotten, we are a mother-son podcasting team. Yeah. And um, we do have another podcast called Unknown Regions Podcast, which is solely everything Star Wars you can possibly want to know or talk solely about. Solely everything. It's almost it's, an oxymoron. <laughs> it's it's definitely everything you'd want to know about Star Wars. So if you're a Star Wars sure, fan, okay. hop over there mm-hmm. and you can peruse our... Uh, we're up to like episode 13 or something over there. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. But anyway, we are not here to talk about Star Wars. We are here to talk about devs. Yeah. And specifically... Episode four. Katra. Which starts out shocker. It's dope. With a montage. This montage is... The first montage can't be beat, in my opinion. The opening montage of the show. But this one might be... Well, no. The one for episode seven is my favorite. They're all super cool. You know what I'm talking about? Episode seven? Yes, I do believe I know which one you're talking about. That one's good, too. Like, they're all good. Mr. Clapping clapping song writer mm-hmm, dude mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil but this one really puts you on edge yes yeah, the second it starts which so. is weird because not a lot of them do that actually it's setting the mood for this episode which yeah well, yeah from what we know uh, of arc There's forms we know things. that it's probably gonna end something similar to that right well this is the if you're if you're gonna go by star wars um patterns this this is beginning the darker middle chapter of, oh, yeah, of so, this tale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess you could call so it that. It's right in the middle. Yeah, I suppose. So yeah, we start out with a montage with some very edgy, scary kind of music. And t- Colin's going to talk about the music in a second. But I want to talk about the visuals. I mean, I don't, I don't have much to talk about, to be honest. We've heard the music before. I guess I'll start with that. But I can tell, like, I, I guess I can explain. What happened? Okay, well let's let's just run down the visuals first because they're just as yeah. striking as the sound. Indeed. Um, we got the FX presents, and then and then just bam, boom, in your face, very super duper close up of Lyndon's face, uh, through a red filter. Yeah. Then it switches on the beat of the music. I think it's more than a red filter. I think it's like red light. <laughs> it's red. Yeah, you're right. It is red light. It's not even a. Yeah, you're right. It's it's very saturated. Yeah. Um, and then it switches on the beat of the music to Blue Stewart. <laughs> yeah, Blue Stewart. Then it switches to, interestingly, cityscape. Um, a cityscape with a very, very long street running down the middle of it. Yep. Um, tram lines. Huh? Tram lines. Making sure you have not forgotten. This is about <laughs> tram lines. Yeah. And then it switches back to close-ups. This one, again, red. It's Katie. Yeah, okay. And then, as Colin will tell you in a minute, a um, little bit of a... Uh, oh, hold on. Hey, I'll, I'll get into it. Okay. Just explain the visuals. But the next one is forest in yeah. green. Yeah, which is weird. Then it switches to a well-long dead... <laughs> It's not just oh, like a yeah. dead mouse, but it's... That's true. It's a very dead mouse. It is... Um, deceased. Deceased. <laughs> hardcore. And what do you call that? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, not deteriorated, but um, decomposed. Oh, Jeez. yeah, of course. My brain. <laughs> I can think of all these crazy things, but then if I'm trying to look for a word like that, I, mean, you're fine. I can't think of it. Um, yeah, the mouse has been dead a long time, but it's laying on this sort of a beautiful. Bruh, what is that? Huh? Yeah, what is, what that? is that? It's a beautiful <laughs> golden car. Like, it has beautiful like an altar. designs etched into it. Uh, golden plattery looking thing yeah. with lights. It's embroidered with like stenciling. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's carved. And the it's colors are all over. Red, it, green, blue, just circling it. It very much reminds me of um, Mask. Yeah. Like something you would pretty thing you you see when during communion and stuff we're both ca- i was raised catholic colin was raised catholic so there were no dead mice and i'm not saying there was <laughs> i'm just saying it re- immediately when i saw it it reminded me of like the super ornate golden chalices and oh yeah that you see sometimes no i was i already said it's an altar but to me i, I was just telling you like not two minutes ago or i guess yeah. about five minutes ago um it kind of seems to me like a pagan god type of sacrifice like not like, we've been getting a lot of undertones of, like, Catholicism and Christianity going on, the practices, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, embedded symbolically a little bit, visually. Yes. But and- this one is weird because there's not really, like, like sacrifice is not really a thing. You know what I mean? Like, to me, like, like I guess, like, today's in today's age of, like, the religion, there's not a lot of talk of sacrificing things to Jesus, you know what I mean, or God. There's a lot of just, like, going to church, praying, you know. Right. That's more of a this seems Old Testament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Animal sacrifice. Sacrific- yeah, sacrificial stuff. offerings is very. But pagans often sacrifice animals, too. That's so. what I'm saying. I don't know. You can interpret it two different ways, I guess, because in this episode, we see some, a little, we get some undertones of rebellion happening just yeah. a little bit there's a little bit of free thinking going on in this one yes but, there is anyway. um so the, i'm sorry we got we already got off our tram line no we're good um next image is lily's That's laying cool. down like and her groggy eye is closing it's only one eye and it's a weird sideways it's yeah she's on a pillow like she's falling asleep i don't know it's cool they could have chosen to do that right side up but they didn't i think she's laying down on a pillow well, yeah, sure, but why would they put the camera at that angle is what I'm saying. Oh, because they like to, even when you are seeing her full face, you don't see her full face. It's a profile. Like, you can only see kind of half her face because the other half is buried in the pillow. I suppose, yeah. It's oh, true. That's cool. This episode in particular, uh, like, does anyone have a full face in this show? Is he just, <laughs> he's so obsessed with Lily and Katie in profile. Like. It's true. Obsessed. And then um, the next image is one of the trees with the, the light halo around it, but it's upside down. Yeah. Interesting. And then we get a creepy Colossus of Maya. Well, that's after the title card. Oh, title card. Yeah, yeah. title card. Which is something we want to talk about, but maybe not right now. Yeah, sure. Um, I also, like, think about it. I just realized this, right? So the camera angle starts just right side up, just looking at faces like right side up, you know, mm-hmm. and then it kind of it shows a face at like a ninety degree angle, and then it shows the tree upside down, so it's like it rotated. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know if that's important. Yeah, I'd say that's important. That's probably pretty meticulously probably. decided. Um, but but I guess that's indicative, like just the the creepy music. Yeah. The almost jump scare of how this starts in the first place with honestly, that. dude. And then, you know. 
things are literally about to turn upside down, I think is what they're trying to tell us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Creepy Colossus Amaya at sunrise. Um, you can't only see your face too well, though, because it's not very really. Backlit. It's very backlit. And oh, then oh, music. Are we talking about the music? We're not done yet. This is still the montage. Then we see Forrest down on one knee and you can slightly see he's in the field with all the um, golden posts right outside the doves. The Faraday thing. And um, he's down on one knee, which immediately I'm like, why is he genuflecting? What's going on? But then I realized, oh, you can hear kind of this like vibrating sound and you can see the little posts kind of jiggling. Yeah. Um, And then it shows the doves building and then it shows the... um, I don't know what we want to call that. The cubicle that moves between the outer doorway and the inner doorway is shaking oh. with people oh, yeah. inside of That's it. That's a cool shot, man. So they just had an earthquake. Yeah. Is what happened. Mm-hmm. Now if you... Okay, that's the end of the montage. Visually. I guess. That's a okay. weird place that... I didn't realize you took the montage into the actual episode. That's the montage, though. Because it's like... It shows Lily lying down, and then the tree upside down, and then title card, and then Amaya, and then Forrest. So it's like title card and then. But you consider the montage to go into the episode? To me it did, yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Does the music change between yeah. those two pieces it after does. the title card? It does. Okay, well I guess it was two montages then. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. There's a lot of montages happening. <laughs> There's so many montages. Um, very Noah Holly, actually, to be honest. In actuality, my friend Brandon was like, what is up with the montages? I'm like, It's art, dog. It's so art. It's so art. Okay, so I thought I would play it just because, right? Is that what we're doing? You can go ahead and play it just because I do love it. Yeah, dude. Um, also, here's a challenge because what I'm going to talk about is related to this. Y'all listen to this music. You'll you'll kind of detect almost a rhythm to like when it comes in. You can like predict in time when the next one will come in, and then just like try to predict it before it, the pattern gets disrupted in time. Is that a good way? And to... the and the bombs are timed to the edits of the picture. Yes, yes. Well. Each one is at an edit. So here we go. And then that happens. <laughs> the Oh, I guess the music does actually technically go into the... Because the Amaya statue is on screen right now, and obviously it's still going. Okay. So, okay. So, essentially, what I find really interesting about that... Obviously, I've already talked about how I really like that cue. Um, it's, like, one of my favorites. I can't even, like, explain how it's made, which, to me, if you can't explain how it's made, that makes it really good. That's one component of its greatness. Where have we heard that cue before? The very first episode. When... 
when Kenton runs out from behind the tree and suffocates Sergei. Right. Okay. Uh, I think that's the last time we heard that, too. I don't think it's been used. Yeah, it hasn't been used since. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I find it very interesting. So, obviously, it's on each edit, so it's kind of like Mickey Mousing. Should I, should I describe the terminology Mickey Mousing? Um... Briefly, sure. Like it's. Yeah. I think a lot of people know what that. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people don't know what that means. Yeah, I'll just explain. So, Mickey Mousing was a term was is a term that describes the use of music to directly imitate and mirror the actions happening on screen, and it's called Mickey Mousing because it was done in the old Disney cartoons, um, that were that were highly intermusical. So like. When, like Mickey would be running up the stairs, and maybe every stair you'd hear a xylophone rising every note. You know what I mean? Like that, like kind of a classic um, way of using a film score. And this is kind of an interesting way that it's not really there's no action it, other than the edits. That it's Mickey Mousing. So quote technically, unquote. maybe it's not Mickey Mousing. But right, but I don't know is. what to call that, which is why it's interesting because like it's like treading the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not a lot of people do that, and that's honestly a tool used by horror score. It oh, it totally is. This right. is a scary. This is this is telling you, do not get too comfortable yeah <laughs> in this episode it's not gonna be super pleasant totally yeah and then I, as i was saying to listen to the rhythm and try to detect the timing of each one so there is a rhythm that it comes in you kind of pick it up it's like a pattern but then so when it edits to katie's face and it makes the sound it holds for like just maybe a beat and a fourth about longer and then it shows Forrest's face which is green shockingly because in my opinion i think it's very interesting that it's not blue that his face yeah, isn't blue you'd red, expect blue, it to be blue red green yeah, yeah yeah like yeah you'd think so um and then also when forest face shows up it doesn't just do the brown thing it also does like yeah. the, like the voices the come wailing in. yeah which is in tandem with what I was talking about a long time ago, actually, about like the whaling and how he's kind of a Satan figure and a God figure. Yeah, and I just it just occurred to me when you were saying we expect it to be blue. Yeah. And it's not. It's green. Yeah. How do you make green? Yellow and blue. Yeah. And yellow. Uh, yeah. Gold. All right. All right. I see you. <laughs> gold. I see you, dog. Is a color that is reserved almost exclusively in this show for okay. the inside of devs. For sure. I feel that. And also, you know, maybe we would call that he's green and he's yellow. Or, I'm sorry, he's blue and he's yellow. Which, like... Which is, like, weird because Stuart is blue. Yeah, we're being weird. Well, it's interesting that Katie and (laughs) Lyndon are red. Like, there's obviously a relationship formed. There has to be a relationship formed there. Like, that's just code. The code of an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, if you color things the same exact way... Those two things match. There may be a code. Yeah. And then, but Hidden in here. we have two outliers though. We have Stuart. He's blue. Looking very serious. Mm-hmm. Actually, for that matter. They all, they all kind of look serious, I guess. They all look very deadpan serious. Yeah. I like this montage. Because cool. we are going to assume that since the colors are swirling around the dead mouse, they're all looking at the dead mouse at those moments. Oh, do you think Wait, so? Uh, that was my interpretation. Oh. That they're all watching whatever is happening to this dead mouse as oh. the colors are swirling. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Totally. Um, but um, that's just my interpretation. But anyway. For sure. And also the tree being upside down. I mean, we all. 
Um, another very classic horror vibe, I guess, is created with upside down crosses. You know upside I mean? downness at all. Yeah. But significantly with like creepy. the crucifix upside down is like a curse mm-hmm. symbol. And I don't know, that's like not a very literal representation, but you know what? Nothing's literal in this show, so Nothing. we can take it as it is. Nothing is literal. But anyway, um yeah, let's move so on. we're we go a little nuts with color theory. Yeah, let's go. But red, blue, green, we've already established are A the colors of uh the cells in your like I don't the, think we talked about that. I thought we did in the very first episode, but maybe not. Well, Why don't you talk about that? Okay. RBG. Uh, testing my neuro knowledge. Red, blue, green. Yeah, so in our eyes... You don't have to be super I'm not. I'm pretty sure we did talk about this. So I'll just touch be, on it a little bit. Yeah. In our eyes, we each have um, cells that... Very similar to how LEDs work on a TV. Um, there are the three colors, red, green, and blue. And each color... Each, there are cells in our eyes that des- designated to each color. Red, green, or blue. And they kind of mismatch to create all the colors we see in reality. And in technology. That's like yeah. the interesting connection. It's There's the a same. connection there, dude. It's the same with the quote-unquote cells in your monitor or whatever. Uh, or Pixels. TV that pick up. It's, it's red, blue, green. Which is interesting because in art, those are not your primary colors. Yeah. It's I've little, always thought about it's that. It's a little interesting. I art, guess it is a little artists interesting. Artists see it a different way. But anyway, we've got to, okay, okay, 20 minutes on yeah, the montage. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Again, yeah, we, we set our limit today, guys. We're going to try <laughs> our best to stick to our limit. We're not going to tell oh, what yeah. the limit is in case we go over and we look like fools. Nah. Okay, so, it, like, in the montage uh, shows initially, there has been an earthquake. The earth is trembling, which is a very biblical thing to have happen. There's earthquakes in the Bible all the time. Like, it's always a harbinger of doom or or a plague or the um, crucifixion, even. There yep. was an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Good point. I didn't even catch that. It's all, <laughs> I'm stupid. There's, and I don't even know my Bible at all. And I know I remember at least Well, that's iconic times. with no with uh, oh, Moses. Judas. Oh, Moses. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Judas. Uh, no. Mo- like Moses was like going to the Egyptian pharaoh who had all the Jerusalites or wait jeez oh, wait Israelites oh okay you know what how you hey, hey I'm not desperate okay anyway earthquakes are biblical let's just leave it at that yeah um so anyway it's I it, like the specifics though I know but literally it's all over the Bible like if you were to Google earthquake Bible you'd probably get twenty different examples actually of when there was an I don't earthquake. think an earthquake is ever presented in the Bible yes it is. A lot. I know. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. There definitely is one during the crucifixion. That's there right. definitely is one. I remember now. And True. I think just the earth trembled. There's and like all lightning that stuff. striking and stuff. There's like all that. kinds of bad stuff that happens. Whack. But anyways, um, it cuts to inside of devs and everybody's working nicely at their desks. However, there is an alarm going off and the red light is spinning because there's been a tremor. Mm-hmm. And um, they start talking about. Uh, Stuart starts talking about like, you know, being the voice of common sense that he is on the show. He's like, you want to tell me why we built this place on this extremely active, well-known fault line, you know, in San Francisco? He really is the only voice of logic. He is. That's actually a good point. He's, he's very Greek chorus. Yeah, totally, dude. Totally. He's the one that's always like, 
you're full of it. <laughs> you're okay. I like you. You're dumb. Like he's always pointing out common sense. Basically. I can't. I can't wait till we get further in this so we can actually talk about how cool Stuart becomes. He really, really is. The best. <laughs> he goes off the deep end, dude. <laughs> he's the coolest. Just anyway, like everyone else. Um, and uh, I believe Lyndon says something to the effect of like, "Ooh, imagine if the electromagnetism." that holds this place up did fail because of an earthquake or whatever. And this whole thing would just crash to the ground and, you know, we'd be screwed because made of glass, you know, and all this. And Katie's just sitting there at her computer typing away, not even engaging. She's just staring at her screen. And Stuart says something like, look at Katie. She wasn't even scared. Uh, maybe she are because she already knows that that wasn't going to be the big one. <laughs> yeah. And then Katie, because cool. uh, Katie and Stuart, we've established, have a bit of an antagonistic relationship. She's like, um, Stuart, I happen to understand all of the electromagnetism and the backup systems. And if you're feeling anxious, I'd, I'd love to explain it to you. And we get a rare Katie smile. That's true. Weird. When she's being <laughs> a sass bucket <laughs> at Stuart. Um, then we see Forrest has made his way into the building. And I like how... He just walks right through him. I like how he... Like, his entrance is announced. Like, we see him. It cuts to him moving across in the little cube. Yep. Yeah, he's in the cube by a weird, a, weird, a cool side shot of him. Entering. He doesn't just show up. We have to have, like, the presentation of Stuart. In, or not Stuart. Forrest entering the building. Yep. Um, And he goes straight to the projection room. Oh, yeah. Lyndon even says, boss is here. Yeah, boss is here. And he goes straight to the projection room, and we see him watching a projection of a person, still fuzzy, crawling across the floor and turning over and lying there in a very crucifixion-esque position. Hmm. And that's all we see of that at the time. Yep. Um, Then we cut to Lily, who... It's the same kind of shot. Like, she's laying on the pillow, but this time we see her eye open. Right. And she's waking up in Jamie's bedroom. <laughs> Don't say it. I ship it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Okay. Ooh, ooh, Jamie? No. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> he is cute and precious and must be protected. And don't even <laughs> try to argue with me. You love him, too. Don't even act Oh, like yeah, he's don't. a homie. I call him homie. I don't say ooh-woo. I just go, ooh, Jamie. Yeah, okay. Um, but what does she do the minute she gets up? She puts her clothes on. She's trolling, man. She walks to the window and she looks out of it. Yeah, why does she do that, man? Because Lily, if there's a window nearby. Do I need to talk about windows again? You're going to find Lily. Do I need to talk about clean windows again? No, we do not. That took 20 <laughs> minutes last time. Okay. But um, <laughs> this time she's looking out the window. That's the window of the door that she always comes in. When yeah. She climbs up she's the like, fire escape. She's also like looking around. Like you can see her looking down and like around. Oh, well, yeah. And then they show like. Then you see a shot of just complete white cityscape. It's his street. Like they actually show it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing all white. And she looks down at the street and it's all white. There's kind of a bright white light shining in through all the windows. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, different mm-hmm. than what we've been seeing. With all the really saturated gold light coming through windows and how it's really dark on the inside of buildings. And, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very different and, like, 
almost comforting. It's a happy light. Yeah, it is. It is. And then during this scene, so she looks at the window and then she sits back. She sits down in a chair across from Jamie, who's sleeping on the couch with a mere towel as a blanket. It's so cute. You yeah, guys. it's funny. He obviously is such a dopey bachelor that he doesn't even have a throw blanket to use for himself on the couch. <laughs> he has to go get a towel. I didn't think about it that way, it's but okay. the cutest. But she sits down in a chair across from him and kind of looks at stares at him. It's kind of weird, actually, if I'm being honest. Well, she's looking at him very lovingly. Like, caringly. Lo- caringly. Caringly. Like, but... Oh, he slept on the couch so I could sleep in the bed. It's so nice. But we also get this music. Do we want to talk about that? The love music. Have we talked about that yet? Yeah, we've talked about the love music a couple times. Yeah, so we get this music that is very indicative of care, at least. Like happiness <laughs> and love, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, like, pretty. And it's while she's staring at him. And we also get it later in the episode when Forrest is watching... Mm. colored Amaya Mm. on the screen and he's crying. Yeah, I think we've talked about how this is... Same music. It's a love theme, but it can be different kinds of love. Friendship love, parental love. It's just love, love, though. Love, love. Like, put all in under the umbrella concept of love theme. Yeah. (laughs) The love theme. It is the love theme of the show. Um, So, yeah, he's... Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, But another thing, big moment for me... When she's walking from the window oh God, to dude. the chair. All right, dude. <laughs> that poster is well in focus. The K-U-R-S-T cursed poster. Yep. Do you want me to read it? I don't need you to. I don't think I need <laughs> you to read it. Doesn't it? It says at the bottom. Well, it says cursed. K-U-R-S-T. It has this repeating image. And it says. You going to say? I'm San Francisco. Nano systems. Yeah, San Francisco nan- Nanosystems ex- Exhibition, blah, 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 blah. And then blah. it has a date. Like yeah. Like January through November or something. February yep. through November. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I know you think I'm nuts. I have Googled San Francisco Nanosystems. <laughs> yeah, you are kind of nuts. And the you. name Cursed so many times. Many times. Meant like probably three or four times now. Trying to find what that is, if it actually existed. If this poster exists, <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's not real, homie. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. They made up that poster. I'm telling you. I mean, they hey, made up dude, that poster. like, okay, it's a prop. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Because it would lead one to believe. <laughs> okay. Jamie. Is. Is cursed. Cursed. <laughs> okay. Is he cursed because his life was seemingly just single bro life and he was just living it up playing video games and eating pizza dude he's living the he's living the life of a g-boy till this chick <laughs> comes back into his life with like videos of people burning themselves to death and like lily go away you're bu- you're just you're bringing him down Honestly, we want him dog. to be okay and you're yeah, not man. you're just maybe she's the curse cramping his style immensely anyway i'm sorry i'm obsessed with that poster but it i swear to god they just made it up anyway talk about what they're talking about when he wakes up. Um, you want to talk about, is it wise to retread these steps or is it helpful? Oh, I love that. So she's... Yeah, it's good. So she's just staring at Jamie um, sleeping on the couch. No, he's awake now. Oh, he's awake now? Yeah. Oh, and they do have a conversation? Yeah. Oh, what are they doing? Oh, that's right. He's like chivalry. Yeah. I changed the sheets. Um, yeah, chivalry is an interesting word. They have a very cute conversation where he... She's like, thank you for letting me sleep in the bed. And he's like, hey, it's 
no big deal. And she's like, yeah, but you changed the sheets. He's like, yeah, I really needed to anyway. And chivalry and whatever. And um, they just have a cute little moment. Yep. And then the camera stops on Lily for just a few seconds. And you hear Katie in a voiceover mm-hmm. saying, is it wise to retread these steps or is it helpless? It's like an inner monologue, but it's exactly. used as dialogue. But then it cuts binary. To, well, it just <laughs> I just was like, that is It's cool. It's good. It's good editing. Mm. That's some good editing right there. It was yummy. I just loved that. Yeah. Um, but it cuts to Katie who was talking to Forrest and saying those words because he is in the projection room watching seemingly someone crawl across the floor and die. Yeah, this scene's actually yeah, this scene's interesting. And we haven't seen that. Or it hasn't been referenced at all. Yep. So, you know, it's like, what the heck? But, um, and Forrest's response is, I don't need a lecture, Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have a, <laughs> did I write down the whole He's kind of sassy in this one to her, man. Yeah, they're not getting along so well in this one. Yeah. Um, and she asks him, what were you doing? Checking that the tram lines remain intact. And he says, I don't know. I'm just scared. And she oh, says, I love this line. Dude, this might be what? my favorite line out of the four past episodes. It's pretty. To be honest. Great. It's very good. He says, she says of what? And he says, us, me and you, everything we do is predicated on the idea that we live in a physical universe, not a magical universe. And she says, are you doubting that? And he says, not the physical universe, but I am scared we might be magi- magicians. And what if... We project one minute into the future, right now. And she's like, Forrest. You know, like, oh my God, enough, you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, what if, Katie, what if one minute into the future, we see you fold your arms and you say, F the future. I'm a magician. My magic breaks tram lines and I'm not going to fold my arms. And you put it, your hands in your pockets and you keep them there until the clock runs out. Yeah. What does that mean? What, what is clock? the clock? <laughs> what are we talking what about now? On? Yeah. This uh, is foreshadow. Big deal foreshadowing. Yeah. What clock is he talking about? Yo, really quick. Have we talked about that room? Not really. Dude, it's like triangular and like velvety. Almost it looks like the texture velvet. of the walls looks like velvet almost. The dark red color oh, to me it looked like stained wood oh geez no i i don't feel that but i do see the, like obviously we have triangles that are like turning like diamond they're like diamond shapes. shape yeah which is like really weird i don't know if it's supposed to maybe resemble sound waves roughly um that never occurred to me okay but it occurred to me that they are uh we don't really see triangles and diamonds in this show a lot never it's a lot of never dude it's all squares it's all circles it's all straight lines tram lines mm-hmm. so it is interesting that, that there important. are very very pointed diamonds on the walls in the projection room yes um yeah i have noticed that but no i don't think we have talked about it i like the ending shot of that scene when like the screen fizzes back out again when katie's looking at forrest mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool Weird shot. But. Well, and then this is where we get Katie in profile. <laughs> yeah. For the millionth time, I feel like. In yeah. What's she say? Um, 
she's saying cause precedes oh, effect. Yeah. Like she's getting, she's Fed. just like, Forrest, <laughs> you're being, you're doubting. Yeah. Listen, here's the, here's the way it is. And we get a very stark profile of her face. Yep. Up against the screen, right? Um, when she's talking? Yeah. When it's she up says against, it's cause... against the, bl- the gold background. Oh, the gold. Okay. It's cause precedes it's really effect. Bright. Effect leads to cause. The future is fixed in exactly the same way as the past. Yeah. My page. Sorry. The tram lines are real. In 48 hours, Lily will die. There's no magic. Effectively, it's already happened. So, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. We just she, they just laid it out on the table. She boned. She's gonna die. That's Lily dying on the screen. That's what the projection was. He was watching. Ain't that whack? Well, <laughs> fourth I mean, episode into an eight episode series, and you know she dies. And we're not even done yet. Like with the dun 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 in this. Oh yeah, I episode. know. It gets worse, man. Okay, so it you know that scene's over. Next scene, Lillian profile standing yep. at. A window. A window. They're going to kill me. What? That's what she said. Oh, They're going right. to kill me. Like, very mal- oh, matter yeah. factly. <laughs> and that's cool me. how it's like a parallel with the side shot, and then she says they're going to kill me, and Katie says Lily will die. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Um, it's cool. And the first thing I thought of when I heard her say that is, Jesus. Yeah. One Who's of you will Jesus be- in this? One of you will betray me. I know, but who? And I'm going to have to die. Which one of them? Because we keep calling Forrest an interesting Jesus figure. We even sometimes refer to, like, Katie as a Jesus figure. But, like, Um, and her? (laughs) Who is it? Well, her name is Lily. Yeah? We don't need to get into this now. We're already 30 minutes in, but... (laughs) I'm just saying her name... Names in this show are not accidental at all, clearly. Everybody's got... uh, Most of the characters have uh, symbolic names. Yeah, it's weird how, like, a lot of the characters have very regular names except Forrest. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. What? I mean, okay, hold on. So, anyway, that's what I thought of when she said, they're going to kill me. Like, she's just very matter-of-fact about it. And her name's Lily. And she is no longer wearing her white t-shirt. She's wearing this freaking green sweater. <laughs> yeah. This is the second episode where she has this green sweater on that perfectly matches the paint in Jamie's apartment. It does. It's weird. Like she stands in front of the wall with this green. It's, it's, it matches perfectly. It does. It's so funny. Um, yeah, let's get to Jamie's so, burn. So Jamie is like trying to talk her into calling the cops. Because he's just like, listen, you're in over your head. We need to call the cops. And she's like, dude, they're going to, they're trying. Stop this mansplaining, like, basically. Is what she said. They're not going to sue me. They're not going to fire me. They're literally trying to kill me. It's, they're the mob. They're not a tech company. Yeah. You have to pretend like they're the mob. That's what we're dealing with. And he just keeps trying to come up with new ideas. And finally, <laughs> she yells at him. Well, her version of yelling. She doesn't really yell very often in this, but. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to know what to do. Neither of us knows what to do. <laughs> yeah. So, again, this this concept of knowing. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Stop trying to act like you know. I'm just going to go home, and I'm going to try to pretend like nothing's wrong, and I don't want them to know about you. I feel like the whole concept of knowing in this show is undermined by its principle. Principle. That, like, 
like there is actually people who know <laughs> you know what i mean the people who work at devs who can see the future right can know but no one else seems to know anything <laughs> but they keep saying i know it's so but weird. then they also keep saying i don't know it's weird it's very interesting yeah um so is there anything else you want to say uh about that um before she leaves did you talk about his diss his diss when he's one? like i just realized what it feels like oh right that was kind of cute too yeah dude they're, that's they're, my favorite part they're arguing and jamie's like you know i've been thinking about you for two years i you know i think about your face i think about all these cute little names we had for each other but just now i remembered what it's really like to date you Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and but then she's like yeah i was just thinking the same thing Bad so comeback. Bad comeback. She got crushed and she just faltered back and, the la- and then left. My boy Jamie won that one, dude. And then he says something with an F-bomb. I can't even remember what he says, but it's cute. Um, yeah, what does he say? Hold on. She walks out and then he's sitting there drinking coffee, I think. He's just like, yeah, super beep okay. <laughs> super effing okay. <laughs> yeah. Because she leaves to go back home against his better judgment. Yes. Okay, so um, next scene. Then we get a, a cityscape shot. Oh. A drone cityscape shot, and then we have Kenton getting out of his car, walking up to where Lily lives, Lily's which is not good. And, and underneath that, we have this tense score, which we've heard before. And it's that one with, like, the female voices going, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway. And then yeah. we get this cool, so, yeah, he walks up to the door. Is that Kenton's music? Oh, maybe I I actually haven't thought about that. Cause he's a sociopath. Is For sure, unstable sociopath music. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So then he walks up to the doorbell, rings it, and then the camera's like looking at him from the side. We see him through the window from the inside with a of diamond the right in the middle. Yeah, and it's like leaded glass um, pattern, yeah. and his face is all like refracted into pieces because yes of the leaded window it's design. It's real good. So. He might get to look through a window right now, but it's not like when Lily looks through the window where she can see everything clearly and it's nice. His vision is... Clouded. Skewed. Yeah. So um, we also see Peter. The boy. um, Our favorite homeless dude on the show sitting, (laughs) um, just hanging out. And so, of course, when Kenton, um, no one answers the doorbell and Kenton comes back out... uh, he asks for a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's more smoking. Yep. The two of them smoking together. Specifically, those two seem to smoke a lot. Yeah. And so um, uh, he gives him a cigarette and he's like, uh, they're talking, you know, he's asking him questions like, what What are you here for? And he's like, well, I'm just here to pick Lily up for work or we work together and I'm here to pick her up. And uh, Peter's like, oh, well, you know, look up there. I think that's <laughs> Lily's window. That's Lily's window right up there. I think she left you a note. Because <laughs> yeah. the F-U sign is still in the window. She still hasn't been home to take it and down. And he looks back at him. He's like, not afraid of you, man. <laughs> not afraid of you, man. It reminds me of um, Brad Pitt in True Romance. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not afraid of you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he actually is very confident when he says it. Yep. And, and then he's like, and then Kenton's like, I'm just trying to figure out why. Yeah, I can see that. Just trying to figure out why that is. Which is a weird line, to be honest. And then we get back to devs. Wait a second, though. Oh, this, I haven't talked to you about this. I've been saving it. 
Wait, hold on. So happy. This made me so happy. Did I miss something? You did. Okay, so it cuts back to him, and he's just looking at him. After that. And then trees. Then it cuts to trees. But the trees are like this. Branches. They're like this? Branches and leaves. Is the specific branches? Just hang on. Oh, dude, no. I can't believe I missed this. What I missed? Very nice trees. Very green. Then it cuts to Linden, who's standing at the core of a machine, watching it, you know, watching the machine. Okay. And you and the camera kind of pans around the back of the machine, so you see Linden, but it's a little obvious, obfuscated by the pieces of the machine. Yeah. And it comes around to his face, and all of a sudden, you can tell he's had a thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see that. He just ate the apple from the tree of knowledge. He just had the biggest revelation of his entire career Mm. Mm. right at that moment. Okay. That's good. Didn't think about that one. And it this plays out further oh, yeah. down the line. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but that shot of the catch. tree and the way that the camera like panned around. Why is the pan to show that a transformation happened? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely I mean I knew he got the idea. I didn't I didn't connect it to the mythology. But, but... it's the whole thing about knowledge. Yeah, for sure. It's the whole thing about knowledge. Knowing. All of a sudden he knows something. Yeah. And it is a big deal. It's interesting. <laughs> Very. Cool. Especially when it gets a little bit later in the episode. Devs is good. Devs is so good. Okay, so we get another shot of a cityscape. Um, and then we cut to Lily and her Uber. Which we should probably talk about the actual trope of the apple, though. We assume that people know Well, the, the apple, it's more about the tree. Right, but again, we the assume that people know the significance. The, it's Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and... The tree of knowledge between good and evil is forbidden. Yep. They are not allowed to eat of that tree. They can have, Adam and Eve can have anything else that they want. Anything else that they want. But do not touch that tree or the fruit on it. So. Says God. What happens when they do? I forget. What happens when uh, the serpent comes along? I know when. Okay, yeah, whatever. The serpent comes along. And tells Eve. Okay, yeah. You know what? The reason God doesn't want you to have that tree and to eat that fruit is because then you will know everything God knows. And he does not want that because he is an egomaniac and he doesn't want you to know the stuff that he knows. And she's like, well, forget that. (laughs) So she goes and eats the fruit. Interestingly, the woman. Of course it's the woman. (laughs) Because who wrote these books? Men did. I mean, yeah, but... What Women do you mean, of course are evil it's the and woman. bad and will lead oh. you down the road to ruin, Colin. Don't you know this? I, that's facts, man. That's <laughs> Anyway, it's just a story. No, but that's interesting. I totally forgot about the knowledge connotation. It is that's the, dark, actually, kind of. It is the tree of knowledge between good and evil. And it sits right in the middle of devs. And it sits right <laughs> in the middle. For everyone to partake in the fruit. Yep. And they all stare at it, and they all think it's beautiful, and they're all obsessed with it, and they're not allowed to tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk about Fight Club. That's true. <laughs> true. When they leave Fight Club, that's it. Yep. No talking about Fight Club. All right, let's move on. Okay, so... I want to clear it up, because I feel like we often are assuming th- during these episodes that people understand the Bible, the... Um, that's true. Metaphors. I guess I would... Yeah, I am assuming. It's but okay. But sorry about that. Because, yeah. 
Okay, so um, we, like I said, cityscape again. And then Lily is in the Uber going back to her apartment. And she's looking at pictures of Sergey and her on her phone. Um, which, by the way, a ridiculous amount of green in those pictures. In that one Very big picture. facts. Very weird amount of green. They're wearing green. They're standing in front of a green, I don't even know what, plant. Leaves. Yeah. Anyways, um, she gets back home and <laughs> Peter warns her, hey, stranger danger. <laughs> because Kenton is still there waiting for her. And he tells her, if you got a problem, I got your back for real. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Biggest uh, so homie, dude. He is the biggest homie. Why don't you say what um, your theory was about who he was? Oh, before I was going to say that, you skipped past the part. When Lily's walking over to back into her apartment, she passes by this Mercedes Benz that on the license plate, it says Divine One. Just wanted to point that out in case anyone missed that. I'm sure everyone missed that. Um, I didn't see it until you pointed it out. So, yeah, so she walks up. He says that. So I used to think, used to think, um, what? You thought early on in in this story, what did you think? Well, yeah, like when I about around this point, I used to think that um, that he was that what's his name, Peter. Peter. Yeah, that Peter was Lyndon from the in the future. Yeah, like you thought you were trying to figure because clearly there's something up with Peter. I mean, yeah. Um, and so you, I actually thought, ooh, you could be right about the whole time travel aspect because obviously something crazy is going on in devs. There's time things. There's happening. time things happening. <laughs> and, um, you know, that would make sense because mm-hmm. clearly he seems to sense that he needs to be there to protect Lily. And, um, he really likes her and yeah. he's definitely not afraid of Kenton. Mm-hmm. Like as if he like knows something. So True. I was kind of on board with your, um, theory about that. Because yeah. I couldn't come up with anything better on my own. <laughs> and so Get I'm right. like, yeah, maybe maybe it is Lyndon or maybe it's just somebody else that we haven't met yet or something mm-hmm. that's been ta- that's been sent back a la Terminator style <laughs> yeah, to protect kinda, John yeah. Connor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so, yeah, so I'll just skip to this next part because honestly, I don't think there's much important stuff here besides the fact that it's hecka backlit during Lily's and... Kenton's conversation, and essentially Kenton tells Lily that he's there to pick her up for a doctor, a therapist appointment, because of her schizophrenic fiasco yeah, that occurred behavior. back at um, Amaya. So yeah, and then she, she just tries, goes with him, right? She tries to get out of it though. She's like, you know what? I'm really feeling better. I, I just I don't think I really need to talk to anybody, or maybe I just I'm not ready to talk to anybody. And he's like, listen, uh, you were out on a third story ledge in front of my. Uh, office the other day and as much as yeah, you'd yeah, like yeah. to forget that that happened I have a duty to um, make sure that you're okay mm-hmm. so we are going to this appointment and, um, and then they get in the car and they drive off and then Peter like does this weird thing where he gets up <laughs> and he's like pretending to shoot him with hand he guns. makes finger guns finger guns and then he flips him off as they drive away oh I didn't notice that does he <laughs> yeah That's funny. and by the way she never goes into her apartment True. thereby never changing out of that green sweater Yep, <laughs> still in that green sweater. Still in that green sweater. It's okay, funny. so back to actually the story, part of the story episode that I'm really into. We cut back to Lyndon, <laughs> who's at his computer. Yeah, I love this scene. And he's typing away. Some good acting. It's some really good acting with no sound because it's all music. Mm-hmm. Um, soundtrack. It's just reaction. And it's just his <laughs> to reaction. To something that's not real. <laughs> it's and crazy. And clearly... 
he has made a huge discovery. He's ecstatic about it. Yeah, and then it... Pickerty third. Oh, yeah, there's a Pickerty third here. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the moment of his discovery. And there's a totally symmetrical shot followed by that, following that, where Lyndon is at the window looking outside. Yeah, like You can not, see, like, this interesting layer above and below as well. And I think that's the first time you can see, like, there's, like, a green machine at the top above the room Lights, they're in. yeah. And then below it, there's, like, this gold and bronze... Mm-hmm. wiring stuff happening and then we can see through this glass and the reflection and the lights circling the room like always that Lyndon is like exclamatory to with um Stuart and he's obviously thrilled about something yeah he's freaking out like and they hug and it's Lyndon's a nice freaking moment. out he's he knows something huge has happened and he's telling Stuart and you can see him telling him and gesturing wildly and they hug and it's a big moment yep okay but then that big moment's over yeah <laughs> and um the scene, the next scene is Lily at the psychiatrist. We learn beige backstory on her. We do, yeah, yeah, a little I like bit that. of backstory. Like That's true. General expository, yeah. Which we don't have a lot of expositional scenes in this show. This is one of the no, we few, have like none, dude. Which I love that. I hate exposition yeah. scenes, but even so, this one's it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, she's at the psychiatrist. Of course, he would be asking, "How old are you?" But Tell me about a, your family. Tell me about your parents. Part of my language, a douchey therapist, man. He seems to be a little douchey. He sucks. <laughs> and again, as Colin just mentioned, Beige. this office is nothing but blah. Yeah, it's so colors. blah. Even the lighting from outside, the windows behind them, behind the therapist, it's like a pleated white. Like it just looks like it's washed out. Yeah. And just gross there's no color honest. it's yeah. all beige it's all brown it's all off-white yeah it's... even his suit that he's wearing even the colorful to... books on the bookshelf are not very that colorful in the scheme but, of things yeah it's just real devoid of color which we're we're kind of used to having a lot of bright colors in the mm-hmm. show so um anyway we find out she's 27 her dad died when she was 10 her mom remarried had a second family moved to hong kong uh, she's more or less close with her, which means she really isn't that close to her. Yeah. And he starts asking her about the incident at the office, and she basically says, "I can't tell you anything. I've complete. I I don't remember anything." <laughs> and clearly a lie. Oh yeah, and he does ask her about drug use, and she Everything. seems like she was pretty into drugs. <laughs> yeah, what the several heck? years ago. Whack. Yeah, but she doesn't remember anything about the incident, supposedly. And he's like, "Listen." You know I'm under strict terms of confidentiality. I can't tell anybody what you say here, so just tell me any whatever comes into your head about what happened. Oh, wait. Also, she says that her dad died when she was 10. I said that. One zero. Oh. Line oh. circle. <gasps> Dude! <laughs> Caught that one just now. Uh, You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe these things are still getting by me. It's, yeah, you I suck. feel so dumb. You're so bad. Anyway, uh, he says, just come, just tell me whatever comes to your head, and that's the end of the scene. Well, he says, okay, just tell me whatever, just just tell me whatever comes in your into your mind, and then it cuts to Jamie. So yes. I'm supposed, I'm assuming that she thinks of Jamie. That I like to think that, and then we hear the best song <laughs> and the best scene of the show. What's that song called? It's called Menergy. Menergy. And it's obviously like a hype song for a dude <laughs> in this scene <laughs> who's trying to prep his place up for his girl. You know what I mean? Yes. He's running around, cleaning his apartment, 
um, trying to get out of the house because he's supposed to meet somebody for something. Um, but it's really cute. Like, there's really no... <laughs> I, I don't know if I can hear it. It's oh, so yeah, bad. And he's, like, sucking in his gut. Yeah, he's trying, dude. He's so cute. It's funny. Um, and then he cleans his place. It's kind of... This is honestly the only funny scene in the whole show. It really, really is. <laughs> it's just like... That's kind of why it sticks out. It's like, what is this? This yeah, is man. so funny. Um, and then, interestingly, as he leaves his apartment, he shuts the door. And he just cleaned up his apartment, so it's, like, pretty nice looking. He shuts the door, and this cubicle, storage cubicle, crashes to the floor. <laughs> falls off the wall. Yeah. And crashes to the floor. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is cursed. Almost like magic. Maybe he's cursed. K-U-R-S-T. Okay. Now, Oof. this is a lot to this handle. This is a lot. I'm going to let you take this. Well, please pipe pipe up when you... Oh, I do want to make one... Th- I want to make one thing obvious to everyone watching. So the first, I believe it is the first shot after the commercial that you'll get. No, no, it's not. Hold on. So it shows Lyndon, and then to his left is Katie, to the right <sighs> is Forrest. Okay, Which, the By the way, shot. I love that shot. The oh, three okay. of them, her in the middle... Katie and Forrest to the side. It's yeah, like, like the angel and devil. Uh, angel, devil, Trinity, you name it. Three true, is yeah. a three is a magic number. Yeah, true. In many ways, crucifixion. There were three three crosses. Like there's so much. So many threes. There's so many threes. Um, the you rule could, of thirds. Rule of threes. You could reference it all day long. Oh yeah, but I want everyone to notice this because I caught this, uh, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. So the next shot, you have this image of. Linden at this computer monitor, and then the, it looks like to be the entire devs team. Um, it does because there's some randos him. in there that we don't even know their names. Right, but they're working. You see them sometimes it's, right, in but shots I'm working. I'm agreeing with you. It's got to be everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. called all hands on deck immediately. And I want y'all to count how many people are in that shot. Hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm actually gonna. I'm not gonna say what it is. Oh yes, you have to. Do I really have yes, to? Yes, that's silly. Of course, that's you have fun. To. I find. It, I bet it would be fun more for people to like be given hints and then find it. No, I don't think so. I think you should say it. Okay. Well, if you don't believe him, you can go count. Okay, I'm gonna count one more time just to make sure that I'm not. <laughs> you sure you're right? We both counted to make sure. <laughs> He's literally squinting and pointing at the screen. Encounter. I can't see because the lighting down here is so bad. Hold on. I promise you you're right. I counted too. He's really nervous he's going to say it and be wrong. He does not like to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> there are 12. There are 12 members. But of the there scene. are 13 people in the scene. So, <laughs> let me explain. So, essentially, there are 13 people, and I'm not counting the Amaya on the screen. There are 13 people, um, and in the Bible, there you. I think you missed this, actually. Hold on. Really? Sorry. Quick cut. Did you notice that he's sitting here? Oh, no. So, yeah. So, there, there are 13 people in this scene, and in the Bible, we know that Jesus had kind of his devs team, you could even call it. His, like, close, his homies were called the disciples, and there were 12 of them, um, not including Jesus. Well, no. There's Jesus and the twelve disciples. Yep. And there's thirteen apostles. people here, and disciples? obviously apostles. What? I get confused between the difference between disciples and apostles. I actually think it's apostles. It is apostles. Because like disciples were just a, is just a term to use towards someone who's For like worshiping. Yeah, the follower. Yeah, twelve apostles. So 
Yeah, these are like Jesus' right-hand dudes, right-hand dudes. And this includes Judas. Are you trying to name them? Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to name the ones that we are might... Significant. Are significant. Paul. Uh, oh, wow, we suck. Um, Bartholomew. I don't but, know. Matthew, John. There are some devs references in these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter yeah. specifically. Obviously. And, um, well, there's no one named. We don't need to name them all. The, but, Peter's there. But anyway, the point is there are 12 people there and then Forrest you could consider is, as Jesus. That's why. I, because when we were talking, we talk, my mom and I talked about this last time. We did not notice. There's, you can see Stuart behind like a glare yeah, in the window true. sitting down so we actually thought that there are only 12 people in the shot including Forrest, and we were like well that's weird that there's 12 of them how does Forrest fit into that because like there are 12 apostles. well then we just decided that the that the core yeah it was jesus was god <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but now yes the core is <laughs> we god. have it boys the core is god but he's jesus but he's jesus yeah that's even better maybe He's Bars. a really bad Jesus. He's a bad Jesus. <laughs> but he <laughs> looks like good. Jesus, so we're going to call him Jesus. He does right. very much look like so Jesus. So continue. Okay. Explain so what Lyndon is telling everybody. Lyndon starts explaining what this big discovery was. You have a lot of writing there. Are you going to read all and that? And <laughs> he says, you know, this our system works, but only kind of. We can just glimpse it through a blizzard of variants. What is actually happening on the screen? Um, so the binary, again, the binary problem in our quantum system, it either works totally or not at all. Um, so. Also, y'all notice he's wearing a Primus shirt. I don't know if that's important, but. I think he just likes Primus. Because I think it's funny that with, in the first episode. Oh, wait, is it the, no, it's the second episode. Sorry. The first scene between Stuart, Katie, and Lyndon in the screen room, when like Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe's on the screen. Um. Or I don't know. No, no, no. Marilyn Monroe is not on the screen. I might be missing out my scenes. Anyway, there's a there's a sequence where uh, Stuart gets on Lyndon for his taste in music, mm-hmm. and he's not wearing the Primus shirt in that scene. But the next scene, he wears the Primus shirt. So I don't know if that's like a weird nod that Alex Garland is making to Primus for being God tier, but like <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe um, Primus is interesting. That's for sure. Primus is weird. Uh, so anyway, he starts talking all kinds of physics yeah. and talking theoretical about physics, theoretical physics, theoretical quantum physics about theoretical this, quantum physics, <laughs> this theory that they are working under at the time, which is the, I'm going to say it wrong. Jabroy bomb pilot wave theory. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to try to explain it? No, I am not going to try okay. to explain it. <laughs> I did look it up. I watched a video. I read a bunch of things. I am not a quantum physicist and I barely barely understood any of it but the point of the the point is that he hates working with it because there's too many variant variables and as he was listening to all the white noise in his headphones he got irritated by all of that and went over to the core just to have a moment and that's when he had this revelation that he would really just like to get rid of all of that it's inelegant there's entanglement there's superpositions and he literally calls it voodoo <laughs> yeah all the voodoo he just wants to ditch debris bomb he wants to ditch pilot wave and variables and so he switched out that theory for the everett interpretation mm. 
And at that moment, Katie gets a smile on her face. She likes the Everett interpretation. And she says, many worlds. And he says, yes. Yes, it's many worlds, (laughs) but it's by definition deterministic. Even though there are many worlds and many possibilities of worlds, Mm -hmm. there are still tram lines. It's still deterministic. And Katie really likes this idea. You can tell. She, like, again, she smiles. Mm Mm-hmm. And Stuart agrees. Deterministic Stuart's because like everything that can happen will happen. Stuart's there for his homies. And Lyndon says, yes, and that's as deterministic as you can get. And they're all laughing and they're all like high-fiving and being all happy. And Forrest, Debbie Downer, yeah, what <laughs> Party pooper says, dog. cute, Lyndon. Immediately mean, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> I know. Nah, dude, don't do like, it. It's a waste of time. Yeah. And it's dangerous because it's seductive. And it's, and you know, they're talking about, oh, and the whole demonstration of this, by the way, I just skipped over, was that oh, yeah. <laughs> he applied this Everett interpretation to the sound waves that he listens to day in and day out that are basically just staticky at best. And you can hear Christ speaking as clear as day. Just yeah, like cool. he's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's when everybody gets all excited. Yeah. Um, but Forrest says, like, this is just, it's seductive. Look how excited you're all getting just because you think you're hearing Jesus talking. You're hearing a Jesus talking from a history. It's not our Jesus from our history. It could be any bajillion of different Jesuses from any bajillions of different worlds. And... You know, Lennon's like, the difference might be a hair on his head. So what? <laughs> and um, Forrest is like, no, it could be a, a hair difference. It could be three hairs difference. It could be four. It could be a thousand and any point in between. And I do love this line where Lennon's like, are you kidding me? We're splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, he's like, that's what you have to say to me. I just did this and you're splitting hairs and he's like no that's not what i have to say to you what i have to say to you is you're fired boom i know so many mic drops in this episode man. i know and then they start everybody is like stunned obviously and they kind of start uh filtering out going at it with each other uh Stuart's like katie like oh, do yeah. something and katie's like forrest and forrest is like shut up katie like <laughs> it's like a really quick editing too yes so it's like, really Whoa. quick <laughs> argument editing if that you've ever exploded. been if you've ever been in an office i did i used to work in an office where occasionally things would get a little ugly like that mm-hmm. it's so uncomfortable yeah <laughs> And this yeah. was as uncomfortable as that. Like, I really it's cool. felt... It's a job, man. They're getting fired. He's getting fired. I really felt like, oh, <laughs> fired. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yikes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even going to talk about it first? Come on. And clearly everyone in the room felt that way. The only one that wanted him out of there was Forrest. Yeah. Sad. So then we find out the severance plan working at Dev's is very nice. Oh, okay. You get $10 million. Yeah, you do. But you also get some dough threatened. A gun at your head. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, you get your $10 million. 10 million is just one followed by a bunch of zeros, by the way. Oh my God. It is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why am I not? Okay. Now I refuse to not notice the number 10. 
And actually, wait, or one zero. That's eight digits. So that is technically a letter in binary. Mm. Let me try to find out what letter that is. Oh my god! Please. All right. Should I? Probably not. Uh, All right. I'm doing anyway, it right now. You find out you get ten million dollars when you get fired from Doves, and you get threatened because he literally says, "You do not. You can never talk to anyone about what you did here, what you know, and if you were, you know, if none of you understood what." The deal is, uh, like the Russian kid, you can you can tell now. I am not kidding. Like this is, he's basically admitting to the fact that, you know, he had that guy killed. Yep. <laughs> in front of a whole room full of people. That's pretty bad, man. All of his apostles now know that he murdered. Yeah, that rough. Guy. <laughs> so we look at Katie's face, and um. She is not happy. No, she looks pretty mad. She looks pretty mad. Um, okay, so that was a really cool scene, but we cut back to the psychiatrist's office. And, um, you know, Lily walks out of the office, and Kenton's like, okay, hang on, I gotta go see about paying this guy. Goes in to, with the doctor, and the psychiatrist starts to tell Kenton everything. Um, there is a high probability that Lily was faking it, that she is not schizophrenic in any way. Um, and like, Kenton's like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. (laughs) So he goes back out and he's like, okay, let's get you home. Come on. Yeah, I hate him. He's such a psychopath. I don't like him. Okay. This is the part. I love this scene. Pay attention. I want you to talk to me. What scene is this? This is the next scene. Oh, when it clips back? Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's good. This one's good. It cuts back to Stuart and Lyndon. My boy's angry. Um, and they're standing at the... The inside the doors. They're standing at the inside doors of Doves. And, you know, when the, when he would get onto the little cubicle that floats across to go to the outside doors. And you can see two men in black waiting for Yeah, him. it's kind of weird. Security guards mm-hmm. waiting to kick his ass out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Lyndon and Stuart have this really s- kind of sweet conversation. Uh, and, and Stuart's just like, go you need to go yep. are you listening and poor Lyndon is just like man i just made the biggest discovery in my career i just fixed everything for him what he he's just in shock he cannot believe who wouldn't be happening bro? we're all in shock with you boy and steward can say nothing else but go <laughs> now yeah. my dude did you not hear what he was saying to you yeah he will kill you go please yeah, he said i want to know that you were listening yeah i want to know which that is you were interesting listening. which is an interesting way to say it you know um he said he'd kill you now this moment go <laughs> so could, blunt i know but poor Lyndon is just reeling um so and he's so sad he's like do i never get to see you again like it's oh it's so sad yeah it's pretty sad because they're clearly best buds you know yeah, they're homies from so different finally eras. poor Lyndon. he's out is kicked out <laughs> to, of the garden to the curb of eden oh true he is it's facts because that's what happens when you eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you get kicked out of the garden of eden and you have to go live your life and have sorrow and have pain and be sad. Yep. All the time. It's true. 
I love sadness. <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh, this is definitely an allegory of the Garden of Eden, for sure. I love how the symmetry is maintained, too, even as the platform moves away from the cube. Mm-hmm. Like, the shot, it always is symmetrical, dude. Always. Yeah, so... And it's interesting, it, it, so it switches perspectives. It shows B- Lyndon's back as he's, like, traveling across the gap. But then it shows his front, it switches to show the other side. Mm-hmm. And the dudes are standing with, like, their hands behind... Both of them are standing with their hands behind their backs, kind of in a weird, formal way. Well, yeah, they're... They are ready to, you know, if this person does not go quietly, (laughs) they're going to be trouble. Yeah. But the coolest shot is, though, as he's left and leaving, it it cuts back back to the core. You can see the core machine. It's white. It's looking white. A.K.A. God. A.K.A. the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it's blinking between... White. White and... Nothing. It's just blinking white. No, it's kind of... It's like a reddish... Oh, color maybe but anyway yeah it is definitely turning white fluctuating between some color and white right okay so poor linden out on the streets with his 10 million (laughs) dollars yeah does he like parents like what's up with that i don't know we just never know (laughs) it's sad okay so um city then it gets stressful cityscape again a highway yeah kenton is driving lily and he starts telling her, I know everything. Yep. Uh, you're highly delusional. Like, he's he's now telling her the opposite of what the doctor told him. Yeah. You're highly delusional. Complicated. You're schizophrenic. Uh, there's nothing I can do here because I have a duty of care. And she's like, we just missed the exit to my apartment. Where are we going? And he's like, I, I have to take you to the hospital immediately. We're committing you. And she's like, no, but, you know, and there's a big fight. And all of a sudden, um, she can do nothing because they're on a high speed expressway. Yep. Um, she grabs the wheel, wrecks the car. This is so tense. All of this. It actually very much is. <laughs> the music, very too. Very tense. Yes. Um. Well, actually, it's kind of cool. So they crash, and then all the sound goes out, and then when it focuses in on Lily again, the sound comes back. So it's kind of like one of those effects. Oh, yeah. The airbags go off. Kenton's knocked out momentarily. Also, <clears throat> she almost gets hit by a car. Oh, my God. I hated that. Ugh. Like, this isn't tense enough. No, you but have... do you understand that that's kind of like... The... Yes, that's but That's kind still... of like a... <laughs> I, don't I know, get it. I it's say? a metaphor. For, it's foreshadow, a me- perhaps? It's a metaphor. I get it. Okay. Like, the tram lines are... Not her friends. <laughs> yeah. Clearly not. Um, anyway, yeah. She's stumbling around. Um, almost gets hit by a car going like 80 miles an hour. There's yep. a big pile up of cars. She gets away by on foot. Yep. And then Kenton wakes up and is like, where'd she go? You know, he's all bleeding and his stab wound is he's bleeding again. He's kind of bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's in bad shape. But I don't mind that he's in bad shape. Cause yeah, he's we, fine. We hate him. <laughs> And then um, it cuts back to devs again. It goes back to devs. It's going back and forth in this one quite a bit. It is. There's a lot of of jumping around in this one. But uh, Forrest is in the projection room again. Katie comes Katie in. Katie comes in silently. She's like. To read him What was that, act. buddy? <laughs> read him the riot act. You yeah. just fired my best person. <laughs> what the hell? Like, this is also a really good scene. There are so many good scenes in this episode. Every single actor in this show, bruh, is amazing. Bruh. Um, but anyway, you just fired my most talented engineer. Did you already know you were gonna do that? 
And then Forrest says, they're like an old married couple arguing, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he goes off on Lyndon. Lyndon introduced the multiverse into devs. He broke a rule that isn't open to being broken. And she's like, he used exceptionally beautiful mathematics. <laughs> she's always like a robot. Yeah. She's so robotic. I mean, they were beautiful mathematics. He used exceptionally beautiful mathematics. Uh, and he's getting heated to make near infinite infinite variations on our history. Which and is actually kind of scary if you think about that. I love the multiverse theory. That's I just a scary love man. it. I hope it's true. I hope it's so bad. <laughs> okay. I really, really, really do. Okay. It seems like the coolest thing ever. Sure. Like, I could have a totally different son right now in another universe. <laughs> what the? Podcasting okay. about a totally different show. All right, man. We're getting <laughs> off track. Okay. So, yeah, he's getting heated. Uh, to make near infinite variations on our history. And she's like, it works. And he loses it. <gasps> it does not work! <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. I'm a voice actor. I was telling you, dude. Yeah. Should we listen back to it to see how much I matched? At her. Let's see how much I matched that one. Let's see. It's pretty close. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. This is for studying purposes. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's too far. Isn't it too far? No. Oh, dang it, dang it. Landings were achieved by Cambodia. <laughs> it works. It does not work. <laughs> I nailed it. Anyway. Honestly, we need to set, we need to uh, get that soundbite, please. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we're having no, yeah, technical yeah. difficulties. You, you press that. You activate that whenever you're having like uh, like our dishwasher falls apart. Sometimes <laughs> we press that whenever that happens. It does not work. <laughs> oh, you're so bad at voice I acting. I know. I'm a girl. <laughs> Uh, so then matter. he calms down immediately. It does not work. Yep. If it's not our Jesus, then it's not Maya Maya. Which is an interesting parallel if you think about it. Very. Maya to Jesus. Yeah. Know. There's so many weird... It's Honestly, this is the one thing. This is the one quarrel that I'm having Ooh. in my that? understanding of this show. What is that? It seems to me like the... Vis- like the, the What's the word? I'm going to use the word trope. The trope of Jesus, of a Christ figure, mm-hmm. is being applied to everybody. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's the purpose. But hear me you out, though. You just answered your own question. No, no, I understand. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Just on a... It's hard for me to talk about. Because, like, how can that be represented in a show? Many worlds. Okay, but why doesn't every show just do that, I guess? Because people aren't thinking that way. Because maybe? not every show is about what this show is about. I guess. You know what I mean, though? You see what I mean? It's I like a very it. complicated way of creating a show. I do see what you mean, but I a very also... complicated way of A very complicated way of using a metaphor, I guess, it's not, that I'm not used to, personally. I, you know? I see what you're saying. Most of the time, you have a Christ figure in a story. It's one person. And it's usually. one person. Yeah. And it doesn't flip-flop. Yeah. But I think, I think you're right, though. In this story... The figuratization is kind of relative. Sometimes Amaya is God. Sometimes the core machine is God. Sometimes <laughs> uh, Forrest is God. And again, Lily. Catholicism, God is a three-pronged That's true. deal. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But it also could be applied that way, so it also could it's a paradox. be applied. It's all paradox. That's all I remember. Because you have Core, you have Amaya, you have Lillian Forrest. But yeah, it could be um, just that we're not sure what's going on yet. It's a paradox. 
Or we're not just we're just not sure what's going on too. Okay, whatever. At this point in the story, I'll I'll, I'll come to Kumbaya with that issue. I guess I'll figure that out. But we should continue. Yeah, we can talk about that more. Okay. Who really is the Christ? If we figure? had to give one person, which is what I'm trying to do, if we had to give one person that war thing, I guess for including the machine. Okay, if we are talking because you know the hero's journey is never far from my mind. Sure. Which generally applies to the protagonist of a story. Yep. And in general, you would think that your main character is your Christ figure. But, like, this is a perfect... Like, you remember earlier I said that it seems like this episode is editing back and forth between... Basically, Lily and Forrest. You know, if you think about it. Like, those two worlds happening at the yeah. same time. It seems to me like this is, like... That there's two stories going on here. And there is. There are two stories going on here. Like, Lily's trying to get to the bottom of Sergei and get revenge, essentially. Or at least... She's trying to do something about the issue. You know what I mean? She's just right trying now, not to die. She's trying. Point. Oh, yeah, yeah. At this point, she's trying not to die. But <laughs> Forrest is trying to get Amaya back. That is his ultimate goal, yes. So there are two stories going on. That's what I'm saying. If we're yes. looking at the broad scale. And then, I mean, obviously, Lyndon has his own story right now. But the two, like, major players are Lily and Forrest, yes, I would say. Yes, for sure. Um, Everyone else serves one of those two characters. So it's like a dual protagonist. It's like a... It's like a well, at this moment... She's the protagonist, and he is the antagonist. He's the one that murdered her boyfriend. He's the one that is um, controlling, in you know, in theory, Kenton. Right. Okay. Um, who's just basically his henchman. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they have a weird relationship, as we've already talked about. Like, Forrest kind of acts like, well, I don't really want you to murder people, but Kenton's like, but you want me to murder people, right? <laughs> like, it's weird. Yeah. But anyway, th- I'm just trying to say, if I had to nail it down, she's the protagonist, He's uh, Forrest is the antagonist. Yeah. And you generally don't have your antagonist as your Christ figure. Okay. Okay. And we did just see her in a projection die with her arms out to the sides like she's on the cross. So you think it's Lily? Yes. I was going to say, maybe it's Jamie. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get into that later. Maybe. things happen. <laughs> you know, that's all. Maybe. Hey, what? That's a spoiler. Things happen. Yeah. Things are going to happen in the next four episodes. Um. Anyway, let's, let's get the rest of this down. Yeah. So um, we just left off at... Uh, Forrest and Katie are arguing in the projection yeah, room. Yeah, sure. And eventually, he, Katie's like, "Yo, uh, I broke the rules. Haha. <laughs> I took Lyndon's principle and I translated it from sound waves to light waves." And then she sets down the pl- thing and then leaves. Mic drop again. She's the whole time they're having this conversation. She's got a tablet in her hand and she's doing something on the tablet as he's yelling at her about how it doesn't work, and she's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure." <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she's like, "I broke a rule today too." Uh, and here it is, and she lays the tablet down, and she walks out of the room, and all of a sudden the projection of Amaya sitting on her bed blowing bubbles becomes real, as clear as she was in the room. The love theme kicks in, and then he cries. And, and Jesus weeps. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is a very, I don't know if you know that. Jesus wept is an, a very important verse When in the does Bible. that happen? He is at the funeral of a friend's child. I don't. I remember this. I feel like I would remember this. 
I don't know why you don't remember this. I'm sure you were taught about it because it is one of the few times we see kind of like Sadness. Jesus doing something human, very human, where he goes to a funeral and he cries. And it's a very significant passage in the Bible. Okay, yeah. That's obviously not in my memory banks. But yeah. And I want to say it is the child of a friend. Like, it is a child that's died. Interesting. And so... That's cool. The minute he started... And he's just not crying. He's sobbing. Yeah, it's sobbing. a little obvious. So, yeah. The second I saw that, I'm like, okay, Jesus went. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so, okay. anyway... Um, then we get this money city shot oh it's beautiful the money of all city shots dog we got half gold actually it's more than half gold i can't even the front in the foreground and then the background it's like all white and very purely lit up it's like very interesting color image rob hardy shout out cinematographer shout out damn yeah yeah you're good okay so and then we get we see uh Jamie standing at the window. And now it's golden windows again. So now we're in the dark realm. We're in we're in the uh, we're in the underworld. It again. is nighttime also. It's nighttime. Yeah, but it's golden light. Come on now. Okay. So he's standing at his window. Then Lily comes back through the top door thing that the she window. likes to climb up. Yep. Looking Her, shooken. Instead of coming through the door like a normal person would ever do, she's still coming through his windows. Yeah, and Jamie notices that he's he's there, and she's obviously disheveled because she just died in a car accident, and she's psychologically in turmoil. Just ran all the way there in her green sweater. Yeah, she sits down. She he's like, Lily, what happened? She doesn't say anything. She takes out her phone and she calls the police. And she's like, I want like to report a murder. And then they're like, Okay, where? And then she gives the address of Jamie's apartment. Well, she tells them who Sergey Pavlov is the oh, victim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then gives them her address after she gives them her name. She says it's Lily Chan, C H A N. And then they and then she gives them Jamie's address, which is weird. I guess they're saying, Where are you? And she. Yeah. But that's yeah anyway. they're trying to get information from her mm-hmm. yeah they sure are yeah so and then she's like what's your name lily chan yeah, yeah yeah and then they're like um can you stay in the line she's like i'm not gonna stay in the line <laughs> no just send somebody yeah and then she flat she tells jamie you were right i was wrong you were right we need the police yeah and then there's a little she grabs his hand and he's like female contact holding my hand (laughs) um so then um as they're waiting for the police she's in the bathroom yeah washing up jamie's bathroom is interesting jamie's bathroom is pure white yeah white walls white floors white fixtures everything's white she's She's got a green bracelet on green bracelet bracelet by the way she does have a jade green beaded bracelet on her wrist Mm -hmm. wrist she's washing her face in the sink and she is um and we can see the shot is of her reflection in the mirror once she stands up and then jamie comes in and Wait, says, no, it's, her, it's her it's just her it's not her reflection it's just her looking at herself in the mirror no that's what i mean She's oh yeah but, that, but then it edits to a reflection of her mirror window whatever same thing sure um and we well i don't know if we notice but i notice that there is a green towel that she's using to wipe her face it is the same color green as the walls. It is the same color green as her lame sweater. Yeah. And Classic. Classic greens. It's just like, what is up? I'm sorry. There's something up with this color. Yeah. Um, And then we get this weird floaty camera thing again. And it's kind of floaty. And you can hear her talking to the police. 
and you can hear that something is going wrong because they're like, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> You're under arrest. And she's like, what? No. And Jamie's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. My girl's cool. She's yeah. a murder. Okay. And um, as the camera is coming around the corner, it kind of speeds up a little bit, the floaty camera. Yep. And then we see that there's cops there. And then we see the douchebag psychiatrist. Scum. Ultimate scum. As they're putting cuffs on Lily, he's like, the cops are like, is this the is this the girl? And he's like, yep, that's her. And they're clearly taking her away to be involuntarily committed um, to a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. And, of course, I noticed that the floor outside in the hallway is this garishly bright green. Uh, yep, that correct. That looks very CGI'd. Like, on purpose, so? they made it that color. Oh, hold on. Let me watch. There's no way that floor is actually that color green. It's so bright. I can't see it. Hold on. It's the when they switch to the where where the doctor's standing in the doorway. You can see the floor oh. in the hallway. Oh yeah. It's just a ridiculously <laughs> not neon, but like no, that's bright green. Super bright green. Yeah. Um. So anyway, of course I noticed that, but so they take her away. Then this fool. And then who comes? From out of nowhere, almost, he, like, swoops down. Bruh. <laughs> but Kenton yeah. pushes our boy, our Jamie, boy. back into his apartment. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what he says to him, but he it's He says, rude. hello, Jamie. He's just rude. He says, hello, Jamie. And he pushes him in and slams the door. So the cops have Lily. They're taking her to the psych hospital. Kenton is alone with our baby boy, mm-hmm. Jamie. Not good. Not good. And this very last edit is very scary. <laughs> the camera is in the bathroom. Yeah, that's cool, man. So you see the white of the bathroom, the green towel hanging over the white sink, and then you can see through the bathroom door into the rest of the place. And what can you see but those door, those windows that that um, Lily always climbs through. Oh yeah. They and you don't see windows. Jamie. You see Kenton closing the blinds. Closing the blinds. And that scary, scary music that yeah. started the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let me, let me, let me bang it one more time. Is playing again. Let me play it one, one, right when he says hello, Jamie, I believe. <laughs> oh no, it's a little before that. Myself and a danger to others. We turn her over to involuntary psychiatric hold. Oh God, no, Thank no. you, <laughs> Hello, Jamie. <laughs> no. Yes. Not our ooh baby. So good. So anyway, yeah. And that um, goes into the credit edits or the 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 pre credits. It's like the but them. once again, the music at the beginning it's the same, as, is the the same yeah. as the music at the end. Classic. Has it been that way every episode so far? The first one it has. I don't remember. The second one it has. But it happens a. Sh- no, it happens the first one. Sure it happens the second one. I remember it happens the second one. The third one. I'm senile. I don't remember. How does it start? <laughs> it's they all starts with montage. I know, but oh, it's the montage of the um, projections. Oh yeah, so that's not really like music. So right. it's not the same in that one, I guess. And I don't remember how that one ends. Um, does it end with projections? I no, don't think so. It ends with. Trying to see it in my mind's eye. I'm so sorry, just, guys. <laughs> let me just flip back a few pages. Flippy, flippy, flippy. Episode three. 
it's the backwards murder. Oh, totally. So, no, it's not the same. Uh, this one is the same. And same we'll music. see where it goes. Um, okay, so yeah, we want to bring up this title card. Oh, yeah, sure. Devs, Go ahead. Just real quick, because I just, uh, I'm baffled. <laughs> it's, You're easily baffled. I'm not easily baffled. <laughs> not usually with stuff like this. So the title card, when it pops up at the beginning and always pops up at the end, you know, before the credits, and there's that blurry image behind the word devs. Right. And I honestly thought, okay, it must be part of the core machine. Out of focus. Yeah. But I still don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if it is or not. So if anybody listening has an idea of what that yeah, we'd blurry appreciate image. It. We're actually both interested because it's not the machine. It might be. I don't I think just, it is. I need to look at the machine. Why again. is it circular? <laughs> it's, I yeah, mean, it's, it might be an above you. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if that's what it is. But there's no way for us to know that because we never see it from I above. Yes. Anyway, on that note of confusion and question. <laughs> right. Um, I think that's the end of episode four, unless Colin has anything else he wants to say about it. Um, no, but I do want to say we're getting closer to my favorite episode. Which is which one? Episode six. Oh, we're getting very favorite close. one. Yep. I'm not sure I have a favorite. I love them all. I like the last one too. <laughs> the last one's pretty good. I mean, they're all. I just love them all. I don't. I don't think I have a favorite. I'll but like, have to uh, revisit that. I guess. Episode six is so good. Uh, okay. They're all so good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. I guess that's social it. media. You want it? Oh, I always forget about social you media. You do. It's fine. <laughs> Because I'm 48 and social media is not even a thing. Yeah, to you're me. fine. You're you're old. You're the era. You're the era that doesn't know. I am the era that doesn't. <laughs> I think I'm a little younger than the era that doesn't know. I think Stuart's older than me. Yeah, I think so. But Fair. anyway, my Twitter handle, my personal one, is at freyadjacent, um, and Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick, and we are both on facebook if you want to look us up our last name is w-i-t-t-l-i-c-h um and again if you like star wars we do a star wars podcast called unknown regions podcast and we have a twitter handle for that it's unknown reach pod yep so and that one's fun yes that one's very different than this one we don't go yep well sometimes we wax philosophical about star wars but but that stuff's cool so i mean for anyone who's interested check it out yes Okay, I think that would be the end of episode four, and we will see you very soon for episode five. Thanks for listening. We are-